Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Hey, you're listening to the Work For It Podcast. I'm Brian House, and this show, all past shows and future shows, are sponsored in part by Baker Forge and Tool. If you're looking for that special, super unique piece of steel to take your knife making to the next level, make sure you check out BakerForge.com. I don't have any updates as to what they've got going on this week, and I know they've got a drop. I've seen the drop happening, and if you would like to be a part of that drop, go to their Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook or YouTube, Baker Forge and Tool. Just look them up. They make awesome content. It's really worth the follow or the subscribe. Let's go check them out. And also, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Lawrence Lake over at Maritime Knife Supply. He's in Canada. You can take uh, <laughs> you can take advantage of the uh, USD to Canadian exchange rate, and he ships to the United States every single day. And I am a customer, and I buy from him all the time. My stuff comes really fast. And he's very competitively priced. A lot of times he's lower priced than a lot of these other um, suppliers. And he's also a fellow maker. So if you have a question, you can ask him. Go to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Or if you're in Canada, go to Maritime Knife, MaritimeKnifeSupply.ca in Canada. Uh, I don't really think it matters anymore. But, hey, check him out and uh, support our sponsors. And also, this show is sponsored in part by the beautiful people over at Patreon. And as Dennis says in the beginning of the show, you can follow us on Patreon, get the after show, and support us for as little as $10.80 a year. That's over 50 shows for $10.80 a year. So if you uh, feel so compelled, like you got value, you got entertainment, and you want to see us just keep improving, Patreon's a great way to go. All right, Brian, let's hit it, baby. Let's do it. Yo, this is Brian House in the studio with Brian Cone of B Cone Knives. We're following his his ever so what do they call that meteoric rise of Brian Cone <laughs> right here on Instagram and YouTube and in the knife making world right here on hey, Work for It. Ben Butler will be joining us, I assume, very soon. He was having some technical issues. He will jump in as he usually does. Sometime whenever he can get that sorted out. And I got to say, this week, I have been on a mad tear to get organized in our workshop because, as you know, Brian, we have uh, expanded our business again mm-hmm. uh, with nice. Housemade. And we bought another uh, unit uh, about six months ago. And that unit's been sitting there just kind of holding stock and whatever else but this week we got all our pallet racking in we got all the paint done we got the floors ground down we've got you know the guys in there working and sorting and packing and shipping and just 100 times more efficient than we were before and i feel like we're making some pretty strong strides and i'm getting my fucking studio back i can actually make uh, videos in here again i think that's one of the biggest problems i was having before was trying to make content when I've got all these people uh, around me working and packing and shipping and everything else. So uh, now I'm in this big room all by myself. I can do whatever I want. I can do this podcast wearing no pants at all like Ben Butler does on the regular. (laughs) Pantsless podcasting. I mean, if you're not not podcasting in the nude, what the hell are you doing? Come on. I know. I know, right? Just liberate yourself. Be unencumbered. Enjoy. Dude, it sounds like you're your week – was very similar to my week. You're doing a lot of renovation. Well, so am I with this new house. This is the first podcast where I am sitting in on land that I own myself. Man, I love it, bro. Oh, that feels it, so good. It's, it's the it's the epitome of the American dream, is it not? Hell to yeah. own a piece of property that will rise in value as you improve it and live in it. You're not just dumping money into a endless stream of rent that goes nowhere you in every uh, improvement you do to that property it's yours you you made it you you've changed it and made it better yeah. it's got to feel so good man i remember buying my first house and it, it just changed the way i saw the world 
Yeah. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. And the other nice thing is like before when my shop was an hour away, I would stay home to do the podcast because what's the point of driving an hour there to be there for like two or three hours and then have to turn around and be back here by, you know, noon, one o'clock when we do the show. Now I've been working all morning long, long. I can stop, take a break, do the podcast, and then I can continue to fucking work today. How nice is that? Oh, Oh, I feel so good. Oh, I feel so good. But yeah, it, it 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 makes you feel like um, almost more productive, right? Because you're able to 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 take and work and not have to move around so much, and you can leave your podcasting set up in a room there at your house. You don't have to tear it down every time. And man, that's uh, that's got to be a cool feeling. So for sure, um, for sure. Yeah. So anyway, well, that's great news, man. Um, overall. How, what's the progress look like? I know I saw some social media where you were like, hey, this is my last day in my old workshop. Yep. Is that in fact the case? Have you picked up and moved everything at this so, point? So at this point, what we're trying to do, because, so basically we have still our apartment um, until April. So we have still a couple months before we need to be out of the apartment. But they've said, basically, if we can get all of our shit out, we can hand in our keys. And they'll, because there's such a backlog of people wanting apartments at their apartment um, complex, basically they said, if we can hand in our keys, I think they're going to charge us like a $200 early termination or whatever fee, which is, I mean, half of rent, which is ridiculous, you know, almost nothing to get out early. And then basically we can, if we can move all of our shit over, the sooner we get here, the sooner they can, you know, clean it all up and flip it. And, you know, we can be out of that. So we're not paying double, which is what we've been assuming we're going to have to do. So it's all hands on deck, just moving all of the stuff, kind of updating. Basically, we're starting in the bedroom. We've got everything tore apart. um, And now I've got the first layer of paint down everywhere. Uh, we've got the flooring ordered so that, you know, basically once the paint's dry, we can put down the floors and move, at least have the bedroom where, you know, at the end of the day, you can go to sleep in a place that feels like home. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, important. and then, yeah. and then, you know, from there, we're going to be like, okay, well, let's save up for this room. Now that we have the money, we can re redo one room at a time. And yeah, it might take a couple years before we're done, but I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, as you go, you just slowly roll it out and you make each change to each room and it's kind of fun. You know, you take time, you go on online and look at all the different ways people work with, you know, older structures and how they improve them and make them look. It's a really fun process. I've always loved that taking a space and, you know, transforming it into something better. And and, uh, yeah, that's going to be great. So what about the workshop? Are you have you moved all your tools or what's the story there? I have. So basically the first order of operations, we need to get the bedroom done so we can get everything moved in. And then once everything's moved in and we're out of the old apartment, I can move over all of my shop tools because basically I need to do all hands on deck and getting that first process done. Gotcha. However, in my free, like, you know, every once in a while I'll take an hour and just head out to the shop and start clearing house and like throwing away because there are so many built-ins and structures in this house that we've torn apart. And basically what I've done is I've collected all of the screws, all of the good wood. And now that honestly, I think I have enough to make benches and like build out the vast majority of my shop just off of wood that was inside the house that we didn't want. Yeah. So that's a that's, great, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, so for sure. yeah, we're going to make it happen. And uh, yeah, yeah, the floor is almost completely clear, which means I can yeah. like really envision where everything's going to go. Everything's going to be built yeah. and it's, I can just see it in my head and I just can't wait to make it happen. You know, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Ben has just joined us and uh, he's, he's at he's extra twitchy today. I can oh, tell he's fuck. just like he's shot out of a cannon and I'm sure Ben has a lot of advice for you in this world because you know to Ben likes to flood his basement night. every couple of years <laughs> and rebuild his you know his house every couple of years you yeah. know just just for to stay in practice to keep his Let's mind Let's just shut say his uh his future bride is getting a real a real benjucation <laughs> She's she's being educated in the ways of of uh Mr. Butler here. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah we had a i called up ben just because we're talking about the different types of click floors and you know that yeah. type of process and where to find the best deal 
And, you know, of course, you sit there. I'm sitting next to Emily with Ben on speakerphone, and Ben's talking about, you know, oh, well, that's been the best since God was a boy. And it's like, okay, Emily, you have to realize this is just one of a million Ben-isms that you're just going to have to get I, used to. I said, like, I don't even realize I do it, you know? It's just like an accent almost, you know? Like, when, when I was framing houses, that was cussing, you know? Like, cussing was just, my Lord, it was rampant. And I'm not, I'm not the cleanest mouth today, but you know, when you're working on a construction site all day, holy Christmas, the F-bombs, you know, become an acceptable adjective and you wish there was something that had more weight to it beyond that even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's a thing on construction yeah. sites. Yeah, you got, hey, that's okay. You know, you're... Uh, yeah. You're you're the type of guy that gets his point across, albeit you kind of go you zigzag through time a bit, oh, yeah. which I really appreciate with the stories and and all of that. So it's good. Some so people I'm, have I'm, a so lazy it eye. Like you're helping out the, <laughs> you know, I got a lazy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to how to come back from that. Actually, I, I, I took care of it for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Ben. So we were just talking about what we, you know, our week looked like. You're yeah. back. You're back in uh, yeah. Idaho mm -hmm. and uh, your own private Idaho there. And you're hanging out, doing your thing. Are you working on any? Uh, I haven't. You're like me recently. Man, social media. And, I've been and a also ghost. Brian, too. Yeah. We've been ghosting social media for the most yeah. part. I put out a. Uh, just a really quick reel of the machine we built for Kim Mitchell, the yeah, bladed yeah. rod. Yeah, saw that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> that went pretty well. That was a pretty good uh, social piece. We can't just just glide on past that. Brian, what was it that, I mean, it was the first day I was in the house, I called you up. What the hell happened? Why are the why are the arrows pointing in the wrong I direction? Nothing, I had nothing to do with the arrows okay. being pointed in any particular direction. I gave <laughs> I just employed the art direction did it. <laughs> over to the art department. Yeah, the art department <laughs> took care of that stuff. And at, what we were trying to do was about you know as always do ten things at the same time. Oh, of course, and yeah. And I had I, that was the first thing I mentioned too. I was like, well, those arrows are going the wrong way, but it doesn't really matter. You know, the the I think. The thing to remember is that when that machine is turned on, you can't see them anyway. So it's yeah, like, but sure. you're right. I, I, mm -hmm. hey, it's it's all good because uh, it it was an accent, you know, art you piece yeah. to to what it was. So, but it did come out well. And by the way, Brian, it's bad juju to like make fun of somebody like the first day <laughs> you're you're in your house because you're you're now creating a dark karma all around where you live. You're gonna have to burn sage. And you're going to have to cleanse the spirits so in there. You're fucking those, with me already. I, those, I don't get it. It's like you buy your own house. Now you're big swinging dick in town. I mean, oh, the big swinging dick used to live you, man, there. It comes back around. Yeah, exactly. It comes back around. Ben, Ben, say that again so that we're not talking said, over each other. The big swinging dicks used to live there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brian, did I tell you about all the stuff that we found in this house so far? Just don't tell oh, me there no. were like butt plugs and and like no there weren't dildos and, and butt plugs but there were the lewdest pictures i have ever seen of men were they portraits mostly black and white photos of like the biggest schlongs i've ever seen dude i'm telling it's you ridiculous. you found two dudes <laughs> that were gay before it was cool and yep. i think that's awesome i mean i really truly do i think it's cool but Hold on. Man, some uh, that flamboyancy can go a long way. <laughs> Hold on. Were the were the people that lived there were the men that lived there before were they gay or do you not know? You so actually, know. you know, my my sister delivered Jimmy Johns in this area and she used to deliver wink, to this wink, house about Jimmy's Johns. Oh my god, Ben. Goodness. <laughs> but yeah, so she delivered to this house about three times a week and knew the the couple that lived here before. Yeah. And uh, yeah, him and his husband were apparently pretty nice people, but I oh, found sure. multiple freaking photos and, you know, big That's collages wild. of, you know, that hey, type some, of stuff. Some people are just <laughs> sexual beings, you know, and that's what, hey, that's, I mean, hey, more to power to them. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not I'm not yucking anybody's yum, but you know, no. when you open a drawer and you see a big ass dick right there, <laughs> it, 
it makes you makes it you makes wonder you what's behind each drawer. <laughs> hey, I got I have a suggestion for you. List those motherfuckers on eBay. Yeah, because I'm telling you, right? Like, think about it. Like these these dudes were were up in age. So, oh yeah, the, yeah. Imagine the hardships they went through in their life dealing with their sexuality and so oh, that sure. that was probably the one place right where they could not flaunt it but where they could let the guard down you know sure. and uh, sure. it seems like they they sure did they <laughs> it seems sure odd though did. that they didn't take it with them when they left right or were well these they kicked the bucket i think right oh, they yeah they the they kicked the bu- one of them so one of them actually his ashes like there's a little mem- like memorial thing <laughs> and we're pretty sure if we crack the thing open there's gonna be ashes on the inside of it so did you buy this house with the contents <laughs> in it or correct everything everything oh. that was there oh so mm-hmm. hold on so mm-hmm. there was before we came, it was absolutely full of like Disney shit, like figurines. <laughs> I am currently looking at one weirder. Wall. Yes, weird. yes, yeah. We thought so, the haunted fucking shop was weird. This is like, <laughs> this is awesome weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, just a little section, like the what is this? Maybe three and a half foot by three foot area. Just this wall in front of me. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's at least 15 screws in the wall just in this little area. And that was the dick that dormitory the right there, the baby. Enti- <laughs> that was the same thing throughout the entire house. There's screws and nails where they had things hung up everywhere in this house. Yeah. So my first day here, I literally, or day and a half, I spent all day just taking out screws and nails all over the house. I mean, I literally have like two gallon buckets full of screws and nails it took Man, those these dudes guys were just screwing and nailing to everywhere screw it <laughs> <laughs> it took them years to screw that house <laughs> righteously <laughs> but, well, so yeah hey, for the amount of stuff that types. was here you know they took out like 99.9 percent. <laughs> but you, yeah you can't take everything with that much shit here Oh, hey yeah. man, when you're well. when you're uh, you know your your dong collection's bigger than your uh, pile of ashes when you're done, you can't you can't take it with you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. that shit All doesn't right. pack well. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we I better move we on. We found the title of this episode. <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't pack doesn't well. Doesn't pack well. It doesn't pack well. <laughs> Shit, don't pack well. Well, hey. You oh, know. oh, come on now. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, let, me, let me tell you something. Subject. Don't dwell. When I went to bed last night, I had this like very, I was, have you ever had those nights where like you're so tired you you're seeing double and like yep. you just you're passing out basically sure. yep. and not from any any substance like no alcohol no nothing it was just i was so tired my head hit the pillow last night and i was just out because yeah. brent and i had been sorting pallets of steel and just trying to get things all in one place and and building pallet racks and all this other stuff and it's and a good tired though so right it was a good tired uh, but I know like historically with me, like when I feel that tired, I usually don't sleep all night. Yeah, I only yep. sleep like usually till two, three in the morning and then I'm up. And last night was no different. So I woke up at two, three in the morning with like this pounding headache and it's probably from all the dust we kicked up. I had kind of a sinus thing going on. Yeah. And so today I'm feeling a little off. Like I don't like I left this morning and I forgot that Sarah and I had driven home from work yesterday and left her at the house, uh, you know, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah, I thought yeah. she had her own car and she it's, didn't, you know, it's of, this it's shit like quasi mid January to like end of February. Right. I, I feel like that so frequently during these months where it's like, you don't know if you're coming or going, yes. you don't know if you're starting or stopping, you don't know, you know, it's like the, the limbo fucking period. Um, yeah. I don't know and what it had is. Some weird weather events too yeah. down here where it's just dropping really like for South Florida drops into thirties. And then, so it's yeah, like, I saw that. and yes, I know that's not very cold. What I'm saying is, but for here it, it really screws everybody up cause we're all wandering around and in, yeah. in flip flops and in tank tops. And then all of a sudden now you have to put on a sweater. Puts a, a different fuzz on the old Navel, you know, it does. Oh, definitely does. So, but it's been beautiful working here because we've had the doors open and we've been able oh. to, 
I'll to bet. Like, you know, we just dump everything into the parking lot and that's the then dream. Started sorting. Right. Like that's it the really dream that 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 holds your shit together during January, February is that promise of an open shop door. You know, and the fucking breeze yes. blowing through the bird. I heard birds singing like a motherfucker this morning, and I was like, "Ho ho, baby!" You know. Yeah, yeah. and for January, that's weird. Yeah, right? yeah. where you live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Down here, it's like you know, mm. this, this time of year, it's just beautiful. During the day, it's like seventy degrees, oh, yeah. and at night, it's like awesome. you know, in the forties or fifties, so it's not too bad. But yeah, we've been getting organized here, and honestly, man, like it, it. it I know that I've been running housemaid for like four and a half years now, but up until this point, I really haven't felt like I was, we always, basically what we've always been doing is just trying to play catch up. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Like we have been going and then trying to catch up, then going and trying to catch up. And then there hasn't been times where we've been able to go, all right, let's focus on this. Or if we didn't, like, we didn't have the money to do certain things. You and, haven't been you able know, to strategize, right? It's just like Not one fire, firefighting almost. Yes. It's just put out that fire. Okay. Put out that fire. Yeah. Shoot this. Okay. Go, go, go. And now we're in a position where, you know, Brent is here. We're starting to get above that bell curve where, where we're like, okay, awesome. things are starting to plateau a bit where we're able to look at, uh, you know, different things. And, and one of those things has been, I now have all the, the data that I need to price out the Apollo forge project. Ooh, and we're just breaking just that selling one of segments. those yesterday, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, it's unbelievable, man. Like the, the outpouring of people who are interested <clears throat> in this project, the Good. big, pr- the biggest thing we're trying to figure out right now is shipping the shipping, the unit yeah, because yeah. it's, so heavy. So the just the shell is seventy three pounds oh, because geez. it's quarter inch thick steel. What's so the max on a on a uh, UPS fudge pack? What's what's the is it eighty four pounds or something? I that's a good question. We've only been able to really get a <clears throat> decent price by going UPS. Yeah. So it's UPS, UPS is coming strong it. right now, and I, like really I don't know what happened. Competing. But yeah. Well, they they have to compete with the postal service because yeah, yeah. postal service flat rate is just kicking their ass. I mean, it's that, I've that's heard that cool from program. everybody, you know, and they're like, "Fuck!" Out of nowhere, UPS is like killing it with pricing. I'm like, "Yeah, me yeah, too." Yeah, in a lot of ways, UPS is cheaper than the postal service now. Yeah, um, especially when you get up into the upper, you know, the heavier packages. You know, they can yep. get cheaper. Yep. Although they can't do the same for the flat rate like they'll never be yeah that's that killer price. man yeah that's a killer price yeah so so we've been doing that and uh finally got all that so i ordered 50 of them so we have 50 forges coming in right. and then there's going to be different options of uh you know if you want to make your own ribbon burner you can you can buy it from us you can buy like a partial package from us like we're building all those out nice. to try to accommodate people who want different options and then this last iteration of the forge that I came up with doesn't require that you use fire brick. You yeah. can use it if Ooh, you want. Okay. Or you can go the cheaper route, which we don't recommend, but there are some people working on a shoestring budget. Sure. And you can use two inch KO wool. How long so you, you can think? Line it with KO wool. What's the durability, longevity? I mean, I, you probably don't. I mean, you don't have probably hard data, but ballparking. Do you get half the life out of it with wool or? I would say less than half. And <clears throat> okay. I would say like the fire brick option, we see no deterioration. Well, like we use it all the time and there's not very much at all. So. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing with fire bricks though. If one brick cracks or breaks, whatever, you can replace one brick. Yeah. If That's you have right. a problem with a portion of your care wall, you have to take the whole damn thing out or That's right. you know, do yeah. a really janky patch job, which is never gonna be as nice. Yeah. yeah. And so this next iteration, you can go the KOL route and then you can line it with Castellite or you can line it with Saint Knight or whatever you'd like. Um, Hell, I just do know, Saint Knight just for the drops fucking the price. name, man. That's awesome. Yeah, Saint Knight's great stuff. Yeah, that's really good <laughs> shit. And then we're also offering, so we've got ribbon burner bodies coming and then we're going to fold them. So put them all into a box shape. And then if you you want us to build it out for you we'll build the whole ribbon burner out and you pay the fee to have us do that or we'll ship you the folded burner and then you can weld it and cast your own 
So you have this option of doing either way. And the castable side of it, if you get really tech nerdy, you can 3D print your own mold, which will include the files. So you can 3D print the molds and the mold is reusable. You can make more than one if you'd like. And so, you know, we're coming up with all these creative options because I think there's when we what we saw with the Revolution project is there's people that just want the Revolution kit. They don't want to go out. They don't want to source anything. They don't want to, you know, think about it. And that's a majority of the customers. But then there's all these people who are doing shoestring builds or there's the guys who have the money, but they choose to do the project because they want something to do. They want this thing to fill their time. Yeah. And so we're trying to do the broad spectrum. You it's know, interesting. With the, with the Apollo. You know, like, obviously, I've never made a fucking forge. I, I don't know the, the foggiest about it. But, you know, since hanging around with you two knuckleheads, now I'm listening to all these knife podcasts and bullshit. And uh, was it Ryan Coakley on, I don't remember what episode, half a dozen back or whatever on their show, uh, Hustle and Grind, was talking about how he made, he, he loves making them, I guess, you know, or whatever. He makes the heating elements and yeah. all this shit. And, uh, but it was interesting just fly on the wall listening to, uh, the discussion because price seems to always be a driving factor, whether you Definitely. go with, you know, and that's regardless of a woodworking tool, a metalworking tool, whatever. Uh, a hobbyist workshop is driven by price, right? I'm, yes. I'm dabbling right now. Um, is it Woodsmith? Uh, dot com or Wood, Woodsmith Magazine has a pretty phenomenal set of plans for a uh, edge sander, which is basically a two by 72 laid on its side. Right. So, uh, but it's a six inch tall belt by, I want to say 30, 32 usable inches on the face of this thing. So you, you would use it for like sanding a cabinet door, right? A side of a cabinet door or something like that. Um, and very much driven by price, you know, (laughs) I can build that damn thing. I have an old motor here. I can build that damn thing with scrap I've got laying around. So it becomes a no brainer, but listening to Ryan talk about the forge, I don't know if you, if, I don't know if it clicked on the episode. It didn't seem to, but it's like the prices is right there Buy versus build at least what he was specking. I'm like, fuck dude. Why didn't you just buy it? <laughs> you know, well, here's you, the thing. you he paid wasn't, $25 he wasn't less. A, he wasn't talking about a forge. He was okay. talking about a heat treating oven. Okay. A, oh, okay. You good. Thank you. Yeah, thank kill. you for calling yeah. me out on that. Cause I'm way yeah, off right. base then, but it, but it, correct me if I'm wrong though. It seemed like the prices they were listing for commercially available things were within a hundred dollars of what it cost them to make it. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, like my Paragon Pro has like multiple heating yeah. element zones and computerized all this. Other yeah. stuff. So, you know, you pay okay. a significant amount more for that. So it's just like anything. You can buy a Toyota, you can buy yeah. a Rolls Royce. Yeah. And uh, a heating element, uh, like to, to, to design a kiln is like very simple. Yeah. It's a box with grooves in it that holds heating elements. There's very little electronics you put know, heat in don't let it relays. out right <laughs> it's yeah, like that yeah solid state relays you know the whole thing it what it is is it comes down to just like anything how long is, are those things going to last yeah. and how easy is it to use and i yeah. think that's what even heat and paragon and all these companies that come out with these kilns they make it really easy to like turn the thing on yeah hit a couple of buttons and adjust your temp settings whereas like when I changed over my ceramic kiln to, uh, and people still use my video and my plans for converting right. an old ceramic kiln into a digitally programmable kiln, they all come back to me with the same question, which is, how the hell do I program this right. uh, PID controller? And that PID controller, it's just got very small little buttons on it yeah. and one little three panel display, and you have to know how that works. Well, I can't educate these people on how to do it because I barely know how right, to do it. Right. I, I have, Hunt, I have, peck, I look at it and search. I go, "What the Chat fuck? GPT, exactly. baby, ask, ask that motherfucker." Hey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think the reason why 
Ryan Chadbourne is totally on the right path though with it. Uh-huh. Yes, you may not be saving a whole lot, but when something goes wrong, you know how to fix it. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. heat treat ovens, even or kilns, no matter where <clears> it comes from, eventually something's gonna happen, and you're going to need to either send it in or yeah. have you know something set up so that it gets fixed. Where if you have already built it yourself, you can diagnose it yourself mm-hmm. and you can fix it yourself. Which heard- I mean. Yeah. I heard the other day, like somebody who was like sort of vehemently arguing against that theory. And and that's the first time I've ever heard anybody argue against it. Right. They, really? They were like, I'm so fucking tired of people trying to convince me to buy the high dollar fucking tool uh, that requires all this complexity and assembly and all this, you know, comes as a box of fucking parts and I build a CNC machine. Horseshit. You know, he's like the amount of fucking time I spend putting the goddamn thing together, learning the fucking thing and everything else. He's like, I could have 10 service calls and it wouldn't take that much time. And I thought, yeah, I don't know if I fully agree with you, but boy, that's a really good fucking argument. <clears throat> you know, I was yeah, like, there's Whoa. certain things. Yeah, certain things opinion, for sure. Certain things. Do you think that it you don't depends on the complexity, you, like highly complex things? That would be the case. Yeah. yeah, I think Ryan's on the right track too. Yeah. I think he could get cool. what he really wants for a fraction of the price. I, I do love it. It's just that what I would suggest to Ryan is at some point when he's able to do it to upgrade the PID controller mm-hmm. to something that's more because you can just buy the Bartlett controllers that run my Paragon kiln. That's sure. a separate controller sold by Bartlett. <clears throat> Paragon buys them and then puts them in their machines. You can yeah. do the same thing. They're not they, writing and, their own anything on that. It's not and, a custom. And here's, here's something else. There's, this could be something that somebody comes up with, or maybe it's already been done, but I bet you a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino yeah, just gonna say, can control man. Yeah. one of those uh, solid-state relays. Because Dude, honestly, dude, I know Arduino that solid-state relay, all it is is it's responding to a thermocouple. There's two. Oh, like then 100%. Kiln, Two. Yeah. All it does is turn it on, and when the thermal couple reaches a certain temperature, it turns it off. That's it. There's. Yep. It's a switch, and an Arduino can do that, and you and I both know that can do it. Or a Raspberry Pi could do it. Yeah. And it might already be set up, and it might already be there. Raspberry Pi would probably be able to log all the data. Well, that's and yeah. Show and you, and like, you basically get a computer right with a Raspberry Pi. So your yes. Raspberry Pi. Uh, is a full operating system versus your Arduino, which is just a microcontroller. Um, right. Now, that's why I say go yeah. Pi. I'd go Pi. Yeah, and you got the yeah. horsepower. So. And, yeah, there's actually thermal couples. Adafruit sells thermal couples. <laughs> you know, uh, which is a yeah. the manufacturer of the uh, Arduino. They they make one version of it, but um, yeah, we need a Type K or a Type S thermal couple, and those mm-hmm. are. Those are specialized. Yeah. Uh, type K is probably the the right option for that because it's uh can mm-hmm. reach a specific temperature. But a lot of th- a lot of times people don't know this either is that thermal couples have a serviceable life and they need to be replaced over time. Yeah. And so you know if you use your kiln a lot or use your forge a lot, and I've had these semi arguments with other people who are in the same space. Some people who have tried to tell me i'm not i don't know what i'm talking about um but i have a very um i have a very unique uh situation which is my father-in-law ran a company for almost 40 years that makes thermal yeah, yeah so i can go to his laboratory in a clean <laughs> room and i can sit down and talk with somebody who who and in fact my wife sarah when she was a kid she would be the one that made them you know so she you know he would teach her how to do it so we would have these long discussions about thermocouples and how to measure temperature because there's certain people out there who will like to say that their machines or their forges or their kilns are doing certain things and i'm like that's fucking literally impossible yeah there's you're saying it's such a simple mechanism and you're using it as a fucking sales tool yeah and I'm like, that is not right. It's and uh, you can't get much you know, more so, simple, right? In my mind, and and again, yeah. I've never built one. Don't know dick all about it, but like you said, Brian, you read the fucking temperature. If it's not within the range that the user set, you either cool it down or heat it up. Pretty fucking it. simple. 
uh, Arduino can read type K thermocouples. In fact, there's a, a whole library dealing with uh, thermocouples okay. in Arduino, and it will read it, and it will display the temperature results to the IDE uh, serial monitor, and then you could print it to a uh, external monitor or a, um, what do you call it, a, a 24-pin or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, get, getting back Anybody to what wants I was to play with it, let me Apollo. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think there's something there. I've been on an um, Arduino kick that, lately. I'll, I'll bring well, that up Well, maybe that's later. something for Ryan to develop. Because, yeah. you know, if he developed an open source or at least a plan set for somebody to use a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino to control a kiln, he'd have a serious business there. Somebody yeah. Oh, would, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah anyway. But getting back to what I was saying about the Apollo was that what we're trying to do is set up a a forge shell that has multiple options for the insulation that can be easily rebuilt so if you like brian was saying crack a fire brick and you want to replace it it's as simple as pulling two bolts apart and opening the lid pulling them out and replacing them or at some point if you decide you want to when you build the machine or build the forge you just want to have kol for your first round because you don't have a lot of money then you say later down the road, oh, I'd like, I think I can upgrade to the fire brick. You can literally open the top, pull out the kale wool, and put in fire brick and swap it out. And that shell, that Ford shell, should last 10 years, 20 years, depending on how much you use it. And then the only parts that'll probably fail are the front and the back because they're exposed. And those are hot swappable parts. Yeah, you can right. open it all up and pull them out and order new ones from us or cut new ones nice. on the plasma table and and put them and install them. My The problem I'm trying to solve is the problem I had when I first got into forging, and that was I bought a forge on Amazon, like a lot of us do, for $150, $200, whatever it was. Came with everything, hoses and regulator and, and all the fixings. And then used it probably a handful of times and realized that this is not going to last. It's going to just fall apart over time very quickly. And when you go with an Apollo, it's it's an, an all-encompassing, meaning you buy it. You can go all the way if you want. You don't have to. Then you can build it, and, and it, it basically grows yeah. with your needs as a blacksmith or a yeah. knife maker. You built time. a platform, right? Like a, a, yes. a legit forge platform to build off of yeah go, sorry yep. Beacon. go Do ahead brother. the doors too the doors yeah. too are swappable that you can there's different options for doors depending upon what you do and you know so that's the the thing i'm looking at is that the market for forges has never been one that looks at the rebuild yeah like if you go and buy these modern forges now right yeah they well the even the modern expensive forges the ones that are a thousand two thousand dollars they're not rebuildable yeah. They, yeah they're basic they're they're sealed units that are welded together and you can't rebuild them and so what do you do after it wears out toss it and buy another thousand or fifteen hundred or two thousand dollar forge you know, in my head, it's just like this is a no brainer for anybody getting into the that type of work. Yeah. So, Brian, earlier on, you were talking about the fact that you were coming up close to being able to put a price on it. Are you able to kind of get us into the ballpark or what's, yeah, the, what's ballpark, the ballpark? The ballpark for the shell. And I can we've done the numbers. One million dollars. One million dollars. <laughs> so so shipped in the United States, you'll be able to buy the shell for three hundred and ninety dollars. That's okay. That's, and then the ribbon burner, if you have us make it, it would be one ninety five on top of that, which would total out to five hundred and eighty five dollars. And then how much would the bricks be to to uh get the let's say you know, you want yeah. to get this thing up and functioning What's the KOL price like all in and what's the brick price all in? I don't know the KOL price yet, but okay. the all in price, if you build it like I suggest, which is with Firebrick, it's a thousand dollars, a little over a thousand dollars. It's a thousand seventy one. What do you got? So and that, that includes the motor for the forced air? Everything. That's yeah. everything. Everything. That's not bad. Out the door. That's truly no. yeah. not bad. What's your. Because it's uh, totally rebuildable. Yeah. Obviously, you've only had it for a set number you know set number of days or amount of time but do you have any kind of idea like is this a lifetime forge a 10-year forge a 30-year i mean probably hard to tell i would say but. it's 
probably dependent upon who's using it. Sure. Right? So yeah. we're yeah. going to be installing a couple of these um, in high traffic areas. Uh, now, Jason Knight Studio being one of them. So nice. we're in the next few weeks, we're going to install one in Jason Knight Studio. And he's a really good... He does a lot of classes. Test subject because he's running that forge every day. Yeah. And the, yeah. the goal for obviously he needs a forge. His you know, his is burnt up. So he needed one. So his we forged, chatted and forged. talked about it. Yeah. And then um I had a phone call with him yesterday and we talked about the details of it. He's super stoked to to try it. It's awesome. you know, he he really feels strongly about it. So uh Good. Uh, that'll be one of them. Then there's going to be another one going to Pickle in Canada. And, uh, and and you know, for obvious reasons, I support Pickle's work. He's a close friend Hell of yeah. mine, and mm-hmm. I love him. But here's the other reason, and, and I know he's going to laugh the at boy's this. boy's cranking it out. He's not – not only is he cranking it out, he's hard on things. Yeah. So yeah. when when he uses tools, he uses them in a way – that uh, you know he's not precious would be he is not precious he doesn't uh go gentle and it's not that i want him to try and break it but his regular use would mean that whatever he's doing a a common user is probably going to be doing about half as much sure so you know if you've got your time frames in on jason studio and he's using it and and giving me feedback and Pickle's using it, giving me feedback. We've got a couple of ribbon. We've got a bunch of ribbon burners out in the wild yeah. right now running and with no problems. Everybody that nice. has a ribbon burner is solid. Burning fucking days. ribbon everywhere. Burning really hot, really efficiently, and with no no degradation of the refractory, none of that. So we know that that's a solid thing. The one thing that I just really want to know about is, hey, how many hours are these things looking at before they start to need regular maintenance? And my studio is not that type of studio. We don't do that enough work like that. So Jason and Pickle will be the two people who are going to be running those. And <laughs> my in, studio, in the meantime, we're going to be so selling them. We so don't believe in maintenance you, here. <laughs> <laughs> so question, are you going up there and installing it yourself up there in uh, Jason Knight's? I believe I am. Yes. Hell be, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brent and I are going, and then if we can coordinate it, because Pickle's coming down the first week of February, I'm going to take him with me too. So we'll, nice. we'll oh. all drive up to Jason's. This is all news to him, by the way. He's going to hear this on the podcast. But, <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, Where is Jason? Surprise! Maybe I might be able to North drive down. North Carolina. He's in Tennessee. Or Tennessee. He's oh, not far not from me. He's like maybe ten hours or something. It's fifteen hours for us to drive. How up far there. is it from Nashville? Because my sister's there. I might might as well make. I don't it a know whole exactly trip. where he. He's in East Tennessee, and I don't know exactly okay. where. So like Knoxville I know that. or something. Well, shit, mm-hmm. maybe we can make this thing happen. Well, our goal to go out there was obviously to install the forges in his studio and give him a demonstration, all of that. And then if he needs any help with anything, we're just there to help. You yeah, know, sure. Great. Give him a couple of days to... Um, you know, we told him like, "Hey, we're a really super versatile team. We you yeah, put us no to doubt, work. Right? Like, you need us to do anything: electrical, painting, floors, whatever. We'll do it. You know, um, and because between Brent, myself, and and Pickle, I mean, there's nothing we can't accomplish. How about I it? Yeah, just fully believe that. So. Yeah, so it should be good. So I'll let you know. I'll let everybody know what that's looking like. And, I was going to say, and, that's the nicest way I've ever been told, hey, Brian, we don't really need you. That's not what I'm saying, Brian. That's not what I'm saying. Not at all. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that. It's we, not what I'm saying, but uh, it is indeed the truth. No, no. You, you feel free to explore. No, I'm not, I I just, if no, you wanted yeah. to meet us there, we would we would definitely just want to run that past Jason and make sure everything was good there and stuff. But, yeah, I think, I think everybody – I, I'm well, still waiting to hear back. It's from always Jason hard. Like in a situation like that, you know, Christy and I talked about that the other day. We have a, we, she has a friend through work who's going through some, some tough times and mm. the community's rallying, you know, and, and she was talking to her friend yesterday. And she's like, I just, everybody's doing so much. It's like, I feel just awful that everybody's doing all this stuff for me, you know? And, and we, we said the same thing kind of, on a smaller scale happened to us with the flood, right? We would never in our lives ask people to make fucking dinners for us for two weeks, but they just did it, you know? And in the midst of it, at first I was like, not put off by it, but I was sort of numb to it. You know, I was like, "Eh, this is just, it was coordinating work and it added this dimension to your day. That was a little bit of a pain in the ass, you know? And it was like, I just, I'm, I'm a, 
self-sufficient person. I, I have a self-sufficient family. We don't have any family around us. We've lived, you know, Christy and I've lived that way since year three of us knowing each other, you know, or year five, I guess, of us knowing each other. It's just the way we are. But in hindsight and, and in the midst of it, we like turned turned the corner and turned the leaf. And it's like, you know what? Sometimes you just need to shut the fuck up and take it. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, but it is hard that... to like dive in on somebody like that too. Yeah. Yeah. And when I talk with Jason, I wanted to reassure him that like, hey, we're not here just to come up and hang out. Yeah. Like yeah, that right. is not it. And we are there to be a set of hands and help out in any way, yep. shape or form. And he was like, Oh, well maybe we'll make something together. And I'm like, look, you yeah. make stuff all the time. And so do we, yeah. you don't need to do that for us. No. In fact, we will, we'll come up there and crush whatever you need crushed. Yep. And, uh, and, 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 you know, just give, cause yeah. for me, it, it's a labor of love because, you know, I love Jason's work. He's been a strong inspiration in what I've done mm -hmm. and a supporter of my work. And it's like, well, of course I want to come help you. And you can tell, like, yeah. like you were saying, you're, and, he's conflicted a little bit. And it's about, hard you know, to know the what yeah. the fuck to do. You know, like having gone through the, the basement every day you wake up and you just go, I, I don't even know What's what the that? fuck I'm going to do today. You know, and, well, and it's right. like, oh, we didn't want that. to add that either. That <laughs> yeah. dynamic the other we thing. didn't want either. Yeah. Especially if Jason is setting up a new shop. Yes, we'll go ahead and build up the forge. But I mean, I can tell you just from having a bunch of my local friends help me move things, the more hands you have to set things up. Okay, you go tackle this project. You go track tackle that project. And yeah. all of a sudden you're done by the end of the day. But you got to be ready for weeks that for too. one person to do it. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I would love to be able to with anything. Yeah, I know. But I would I would also love to be a small part in helping him rebuild from this crazy thing that happened you know crazy. well i as, think it's cool i definitely want to make sure it's good with all them and you know they haven't even really said yes to my offer as far as me coming to we're going you know, anyway god damn it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna show up worst case it'll be just me going up there and installing the forges or shipping them crating them and shipping them to them. That picture you in like all black fucking ninja suit putting <laughs> putting fucking just going in there sneaking in in the middle of the night <laughs> and installing <laughs> a forge and then like leaving like a fucking cartoon like dust the footprints everywhere the shop elves, but in a good way exactly exactly so uh so yeah that that'll be the next step or next phase of like the testing but you know we're it's cool we're, man we're 95 percent positive that if we start selling these that they're just it's going to be it's going to change just like the revolution changed the grinding game yeah the apollo will change the forge game and and the way <clears> that people approach applying heat to yeah steals and how they see it and you know my goal has always been to not rush to market something that is mediocre and yes the pricing on these things like you know it, i think some people are thinking that they're going to get out of, out of this at 500 bucks or something yeah, but and if i could build a forge this robust for that money i would do it yeah it's not possible it doesn't work but if yeah. you look at the the materials and the the prod like every single thing that's involved in this it's steel it's brass yeah. it's custom printed 3d printed parts all yep. of these things that come together in concert to make a really high quality industrial style furnace forge yeah. that you will have for most of your life and, and that's so the magic that's man. how i look at like and and you did it with the revolution as well right you you are just you're naturally v very good at seeing the big picture while being able to take care of the little details, right? Like we talked last show about like, I'm not a fucking detail person. I will dream up the biggest, best dream and help you get there and accomplish it. But I need somebody that's going to take care of all the little puny shit and things like putting a piece of metal in a box, you know, or I'm paralyzed. And I think when you can do both of those, when you can have a strong grasp on the overall big picture and take care of the small details, what you end up with in the end is not just a product and not just a tool, but you get a platform, right? The, the, the revolution is a perfect example of that. You could have just built 
plain Jane fucking belt grinder without any thought for attachments or updates or upgrades or anything. And just been, here is the one version of the revolution forever. Keep fucking buying it. No, you, you built something to build onto. And I think that's, people need to realize that as well. Right. You're not, like you said, you're not buying a disposable fucking piece of Chinese garbage. You're buying a forge platform that is going to get upgrades and it is going to get information about how to use it better and all this other shit and community and support. And, uh, you know, the list goes on and on and on. It's that's the, that's one of the biggest challenges that we faced with the revolution project, because there is such a different, you know, there's a scale, right? You can buy these cheaper options to that seemingly do the same thing. Yeah. And then you have, you know, the revolution somewhere in the middle. Then you have these bigger and greater machines that are pre-built. And there's a, you know, yeah. there's this wide array. And of course, like anything you do, there's people that poo-poo all over it and go, oh, why would I spend a thousand dollars on that forge when, when I could just go to Amazon, buy one for a hundred dollars, you know, that'll do the same thing. Yeah, and, you know, for a month. So you've got the, <laughs> and, and we, and I'm ready for those, you know, types of, uh, questions because you know my first and and you know i have to remind like sarah and brent when we get bombarded with that at times yeah i like to tell them like hey that's not our customer you know people who are looking to buy the hundred dollar forge from amazon are not the same person that are are buying the apollo forge today however five years from now a handful of those people who have burned through those hundred dollar yeah. forges, lightning will strike. Are going to go? Yeah, Fuck lightning will strike. Me. They'll go. You know what, man? This was not worth it. Yeah. And I really need something more robust. So in a few years from now, that same person, and we've had this happen, where somebody just shit all over the revolution <laughs> project, ended up building a revolution yeah. a couple yeah. years later. Yeah. And it now, was like say, it was. You say five years, but I I can tell you from experience, the little forge that I've been working in. That shit burns up a lot quicker in five years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, well, and there's mine only a, there's lasted a, a handful of time yeah. of uses. And, and it's and also, it wasn't like a cheap one. It's also like skill based too, right? And I think when you first start a hobby, the concept of buy once, cry once sounds laughable to at some level, right? You know, like, well, yeah, fuck. I don't do this shit enough to fucking buy a Festool goddamn drill, you know? Sure. But when you find yourself out there three times a week, four times a week, and then you're pushing where uh, your side hustle grows a little bit more, right? It's like, all right, I've, I've burned through 16, you know, piece of shit drills. I should have bought the goddamn festival from the fucking beginning, <laughs> you know? And I think, so it, it takes, it, I hate the 10,000 hour concept, but there is some sweet spot in there for everybody and it's different for everybody where I think you get enlightened to the fact that, uh, that, that quality does matter in the things that you use to produce other things. Right. It's just, yeah. it's the way it's it works. Also, also, if you think about like this is that, you know, these cheaper forges, they're heating up your space exponentially because they're not <laughs> properly insulated. Right. And there, so, which means you're wasting if fuel. If you're in so fucking Canada, man, it doesn't matter because it's colder well, than a well digger's ass. If but if you're in fucking yeah, Georgia, if you're north. <laughs> yeah. And and so when you're running the Apollo, you know that you're getting a maximum efficiency situation. And you know, there's just other a lot of selling points that you know people will get over time, or we'll learn to tout over time and talk about over time. But I really do believe in this project. And uh, thousands of others do, people do too, yeah. because we have more than a thousand people on our mailing list at this time. Wow. Yeah. Like, unbelievable! And that's How what you get too, right? Like, uh, it, like take my the Shopbot as an example, right? It's an expensive tool for a for a CNC machine. It is primo expensive, right? For what the size you get and the cutting envelope and all that stuff. You know, if if you were equating dollars to the amount of shit you could cut on something, Shopbot would come out at the very high end, I, I close to the very high end. But what you also have is 30 years of them building a fucking community around it, 
right? And knowledge of the operating system that they built themselves to run the machine and the spindle that they've been using for 10 years, you know, all these things matter. And I don't, I, yeah. I think sometimes people overlook that in favor of price. And I don't know, I don't tap into it all that often, but when I need to, tapping into that community is priceless, you know? Yes. And you may not think you tap into the community at all, but man, even if you're just searching the fucking internet and you find yourself on a forum, hey, that's that community that you're tapping into. And you say, well, anybody right. can tap into that. Well, it, it's not always uh, apples to apples, right? Uh, some things are like the shop bot. There are some very specific nuancey things that don't apply to every CNC machine, you know? And so sure. I mean, that that's a big thing. The community that Housemade has behind it, the community that we're, we're getting behind the podcast, right, is a resource as well that people can tap into and shouldn't yeah. be underestimated. Speaking, speaking of tapping into that community, do we want to switch gears over to hashtag WFI projects? Oh, I thought you were going to talk well, about your house again. we are almost an hour in <laughs> to the show already. Um, we can do a brief... Uh, skim through if we all maybe if we all just pick one of WFI projects. Oh, I've got one. Always difficult. Okay, hold on. Before you say anything, I'm pulling it up right now and we are at 9,430 posts. Hell yeah. Loving it, uh, loving it. WFI projects. And Brian, since you've got yours already queued up, why don't you why don't you jump into it? This is a special one. So Brian Hunt over at Hidden Rose Forge. Oh man. He's He's posted this Bowie Chef. It's an AE or yeah, it's a stainless steel. I believe it's AEBL stainless that has been, um, you know, it's been acid washed. So it has this really cool dark finish, but it also has, you know, this segmented scandal that scandal handle that looks very much like <laughs> talking about your house again type of situation. <laughs> and scandals. I am currently scandals. holding it in my hands because he Woo. sent it to me. Mm. It's made out of Get the, the hell of, out of here. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm I'm currently holding on to one of his works, and it's I held that the knife most too. beautiful. You did before it was oh, finished. Cool. Yeah, before it was finished. Yeah, this thing is absolutely gorgeous. I've used it a couple times, and it is so nice to use. It's yeah. so sharp. It's so thin. It's everything you want in a chef knife. And with this handle, of course, it's got the uh, black pearl and the, yep. you know, the X-Forge. And it also has a little bit of G-Carta there in the center. That's like that that starry night sky. That, that stuff's cool. And, oh, my gosh. It looks gorgeous in this setup. But yeah. he's done such an incredible job on this. It is yeah, one of did. the most beautiful knives I've ever held. And that includes my own knives. Like, that, this thing is really, really top-notch. Brian Hunt um, is really, really coming into his own, man. And it is really fun to watch and and be as close as I am to him to get to see some of the shit that he's making. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. If I ever have to go into war, not only is this thing going to be a perfect chef knife, but this Bowie chef knife is like, it looks like a badass Bowie knife. On they top are of it. so, this is the knife I'm taking into war. Yeah. They're, aren't they crazy? Like I, like I look at them and it's, it just looks, I don't, I don't mean this with any disrespect, but it looks like an oxymoron, right? <laughs> it's like, what is this fucking hunting knife chef knife but it works it works so well and it, i think it's the uniqueness of it uh that makes it work and the quality right like the the quality that he produces is just like off well, the here's chart. the thing so the the blade geometry it still has a chef knife blade geometry yep. so it works really well as a chef knife but it yeah. also has that badass you know bowie knife look to it yep that it's kind of the best of both worlds it it's, is i mean if you're I into applaud, that, you know. Yeah, I applaud Brian Hunt. This thing is a gorgeous knife. And honestly, I haven't seen Emily use any other, like, not, hasn't <clears> used <throat> my own chef knives no, ever since no. this has come into the house. Shit. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of getting a little bit envious. Don't let that Hunt kid up there, brother. Might not have, a, <laughs> might not have the ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job, Brian. This thing is gorgeous. Man, so nice. Yeah, I want sure. to shout out uh, Steve Grillo, his uh, reclaimed underscore relics underscore forge. Uh, Steve Grillo is our 
I would say he's like the CFO of dad jokes on WFI <laughs> projects. He's always uh, submitting a bunch to us. And he upgraded an old Bader B3 grinder, and he used our hard work and good luck seven-inch drive wheel to I do see it. That. It just yeah. looks... It looks funny, but it looks great. I just love it, and uh, it fit, and it works great. And uh, we made him a special one to, to handle awesome. the bore, yeah, you know, the yeah. bore of his uh, his grinder there, his shaft. We we made a custom bore to slide over Steve Grillo's shaft. <laughs> Hard yep. work it was. Yep, brought us good luck. Oh yes. Yeah. That's cool, and and the sentimental one too, right? Being his his dad, yeah, it's his father's, and his, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was with him when, yeah, when that. Man. the the abstract blacksmith man. I feel like I've been bringing that man up like almost every show, but uh, like, when did he become this like amazing metal fucking sculptor? Or was he always that? And I never no, saw he's been posts doing that for a long time. Okay, a long time. Okay, yeah. I just hadn't seen any of it. You know, it's um, and I, I'm. Uh, social media luddite at this point because I just don't frequent it. But my lord, he's making some cool shit. Um, speaking of speaking of that type of stuff, uh, Justin Laramieu at Rainy Day Forge. You guys see the video of him making that wine holder that is like an octopus coming out of the out of the ocean, holding this wine bottle up at a specific angle. I didn't see that. Mm. I did see the actual finished product though. It looks oh. Awesome. He did a whole video on it, and his his whole like the way he um, comes to um, making YouTube videos, it's just something really unique. Just he he, it almost seems a little bit mystical. Like there's there's these phase changes, and like there's points where his his voice like shifts and stuff. Who's this again? Oh, it's just it's a really. Oh, Justin Laramie at Randy Forge. Okay, Go copy. check out yeah. his YouTube channel. Yeah. Watch this little sculpture His videos thing. are awesome. Yeah. He oh, needs so more cool. people watching oh, his my videos because on yeah. YouTube, his stuff is so solid. It's so excellent. what's up? Yeah. Wasn't he making a whole video series to like made for yeah. television? Yeah, Fire and Slice. I actually yeah, talked to him. Slice. I talked yeah, to him Yeah, on your interview. That. Yeah, yeah. What's I actually status? just talked to him a couple days ago. Oh, so cool. basically, he, he did the whole thing. And, you know, he did it in his style and kind of the, the higher ups were like, Hey, you know, can you change this, change that? So he has gone back and had to reshoot a few things and he's okay. had to, you know, kind of re rework it. So it works a little bit better on television because yeah, I mean, his, his craziness apparently was just a little bit too much for him. A little too but, fucking crazy, but it's all, it was all allegedly. Um, it should, allegedly it should be out relatively soon. I guess I don't cool. know what that means, but you know, it sounded, um, it sounded very um, startup-y. That's probably a bad description, but, you know, like uh, there was a finite amount of funding. Uh, it took a phenomenal amount of work beyond probably the funding, and he just made it fucking happen uh, anyway for yeah. the art of it, right? And, uh, yeah, that's cool. Well, hopefully sure. that'll come out on U.S. television. Uh, we can see it. Uh, I think that he'll share it with, anyone he's got the files so you he'll yeah. share it with anybody who wants gotta to be, watch it on, you gotta so. be hush hush about it because i don't think he's supposed to <laughs> oh right yeah. right right anyway all right should we move on should we move on to a dad joke and then close it out and yeah. move over, really really fast joke and we have new patrons spruce uh, hill well, a- spruce hill studio killer fucking logo man i like that he was a w5 project guy will from maine killer fucking logo okay. just wanted to all throw right, that last right. one in didn't want to skip over yours, Ben. I no, thought, no, you're uh, good. I got one you in. Did yours I got this, okay. the scabs, scabstract blacksmith. <laughs> hey, Ben, have you heard of this new song called Constipation? Oh, now I have. No, it. that's not one that I frequent. No. Well, it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> we have. Never had three. that problem. <laughs> <laughs> We have three new patrons, and uh, Mr. Timbo Fisher, Timbo Fisher, and Tim, I don't know, I think you're in Australia. Help me out there. I can't, I can't remember exactly. And not, that, that does sound very Australian. Yeah, I, well, yes, it's for sure. And Brad, he just goes by Brad. It's Brad Harrison. Nice. Uh, we appreciate you, Brad. And Philip Whitmore. Hey, all three of you guys, we appreciate your contributions. 
to yeah, work for it podcast uh back end and patreon and if you get value or entertainment or you just want to take and take ten dollars and eighty cents of your hard-earned money and dump it into our account so we can get better equipment and travel to blade show and do all that stuff please consider becoming a patreon go to patreon.com forward slash work for it and you get the after show and question? you get to question? ask a question, and we and, must uh, have stirred the fucking bucket woo! because we have one, two, three, four, five, six Juicy. questions in the bank now, from last there's, week. There's one more big thing that you get with the Patreon. That's <laughs> um, every single month we're doing a drawing for a pound of of black pearl. Oh so yeah, baby. I think. You get pounded I mean, it's by black pounded pearl. by know, black pearl. Well, let's let's go ahead and do that lady. drawing today. <laughs> Let's do that first drawing today. Do let's it. do that in the yeah, after show. Let's, let's so do let's. It. Uh, yeah, you're gonna. I don't know exactly how to do that, but we'll try to make that happen. Yeah. We'll do a random if, number. Generator. I don't know if Pearl's number, so. I know. I know. She sounds lovely. <laughs> Smashing. What's All that right. question? What's that question All right. this week? The question this week comes from uh, my main man Bobby over at Reaper Metalworks. Oh yeah. This, I'm just going in order because he was the first one. Cast your troubles something. to Bobby. And um, he writes, uh, "What do you all do when you're having trouble making your way into your shop to be productive, or when your creative tank is empty? Hmm. I get spurts where I do great, but then life is beating me down into the gutter lately. And I'd like to hear about things." and what you kind of do to force yourself to be out in your shop and what helps you create new ideas and products. Love it. And I've got a solid, solid, 100% effective, guaranteed yep. answer to this. I think I and you too. can listen to it, too, in the after show. All you got to do is become a patron. And you know how to do that. We've said that multiple times in the show. And for $10.80 a year, you can get those Fucking after shows. Year. And we can bring you even more value to the Work For It family. So, hey, we appreciate you guys. We all know you're out there working for it, crushing it every single freaking week, just there like we are. are, pushing hard for our dreams to fulfill the things that we want to have happen to us. Pushing and all hard of that includes hard work and good luck. We appreciate you. Adios. Goodbye. 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 We haven't done that in a while. Is that three in the row? That's three yeah, in a row. Now, I think three in a freaking like row. Fucking Brian, manipulating we're... the goddamn music or something. Because we're never that good. No, this is this is what we like to call skill. <clears throat> hey, we're, we might there be actually figuring this, this whole fucking podcast thing out. You know, that'd be that'd be kind of wild. We've only been doing it. Only it for... took us three years. We've only been doing it here. since God was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the after show. <laughs> <laughs>